Hello, everybody. Welcome to Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. We are currently on the road in a car. I am running shotgun. Running shotgun. I'm riding shotgun. And of course, that would mean, Chip, you are... We are, we're as, as, as Bill Nelson said, we are on the road again. That's right. Bill Nelson. Chip, who is Bill Nelson? <laughs> uh, great uh, country singer-songwriter. Uh, he's the redheaded stranger. Oh, oh, Willie Nelson. Oh, my God. I, well, I, know. <laughs> I know him pretty well, so I, I call him Bill. <laughs> wow. That's right. I should know. Hey, Art. Oh, just a second. Yeah, yeah. We're changing lanes here. There we go. Guys, you're going to so be... really holding up the works. You are going to literally be on a road trip with Chip and Jeff tonight as we... Guys, we are on our way to Bethlehem, PA. That's right. The birthplace of baby Jesus. And Chip, you're pretty familiar. Almost his birthday. Yeah, that's right. Oh my God, about a month away. And Chip, you're pretty familiar with this area? A little bit. I, I, we're going up to the Steel Stacks, going up to the ArchQuest Center at Steel Stacks, which is the old Bethlehem Steel. It is a, a defunct steel factory that they've turned into this great art center. And it is, it's actually, you think, boy, a broken down old steel. It's a beautiful landmark. Look it up, Steel Stacks, Bethlehem. It's great. Uh, I've been up here many times to perform. It's it's a it's a great spot. Now Bethlehem's near Allentown, correct? It is. And Allentown, popular song by Billy Joel. Yes, which was actually about the city of Bethlehem, but Beth- Bethlehem doesn't sound good in the song, so he changed it to Allentown. Are you serious? Yeah, that is one hundred percent true. Holy it's crap! Because it's the old the steel factory shutting down. That's the Bethlehem Steel. Wow. See, I, I guess living here in Bethlehem doesn't sound as good, no. right? They're closing all the Bethlehems down. down. Yeah, no. Iron, coke, yes. something, Chromium steel. By the way, speaking of Bill Nelson, mm-hmm. I, I always think, how creepy would it be if a singer-songwriter that is the piano man went by Willie Joel? <laughs> Wouldn't that be, isn't that a, doesn't that sound gross? Oh, oh, we're going to a concert tonight. Who are you going to see? Willie Joel, like it's, oh, is that the 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 boxcar tramp? Oh, it sounds yeah, it sounds very like a oh um like like a porno. They just they yes. just gave him a Willie Joel. Yes, right. Yeah. Oh, somebody somebody got the old Willie Joel. Yeah. Willie Nelson might be one of the few people who could get away with. You have to like be a, a full on country singer to use like the the name Willie if your name's William. Yeah, you really you really do. I think there was a guy named Boxcar Willie, wasn't there? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But uh, will yeah, Billy Joel, Bill Joel, bad. You can't be a, a yeah. rock guy with the name Bill Joel. You no. can't be a rock guy with the name William Joel. So Billy Joel, kudos to him for picking that. Here's one thing I love about Billy Joel. I'm not a fan of his music, Chip. Not, okay. You know, his music's fine. It brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. But here's the genius of Billy Joel. He hasn't put out a new song, a new album of like, pop, rock, whatever, in over 30 years. No. And he said the reason is, I have so many amazing songs that people want to hear in concert. Like, over 30, people demand to hear. Yes. Why would I waste their time with anything new? Why would I waste my time making anything new where I just have this trove of hits that I can bring out every night and wow people? Once you put out something, some perfection, why, yeah, why, why have to trot it out again? A- absolutely. You know, there's very few artists, I think, that can do that, that just have that bulk of songs that they're like, I'm done. He's. W-. I-, I will say, I'm not a huge Will Joel fan, <laughs> but I, he reminds me of my childhood, and yeah. I, I do enjoy a song when it comes on. But, man, the guy can write a song, and he's got a catalog. Uh, uh, Tommy Petty. 
yep. the same same way. Uh, I, Tom Petty hasn't written a new song in like ten years. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the same reason. He's really been out of the out of the loop. Yeah. Just writer's block. Writer's block. Chip, many years ago, we when we used to run with our podcast was yes. about running. We had a very fun interview with the uh, the morning uh, DJ at uh, I think is she at Ben FM now. Um, your friend Paul, oh, Kristen. Kristen, yeah, Kristen, yeah, Kristen, um, yeah, Kristen Herman. Kristen Herman, who's so funny, she's she, great. She told us one of the funniest little tidbits about Tom Petty, where you know she interviewed basically everyone coming through town, and like maybe it was 10, 15 years ago, Tom Petty decided to go out on tour with his first band, Mud Crush. Mud Crush, that's right. Right. So you know that it was Tom Petty basically, and I don't think it was anybody in his his Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers band. Might have been one or two of the guys, but. She basically uh, said, so it must be fun, like, doing this, like, small kind of thing with your old band. Like, you know, you guys just, like, traveling together. <laughs> and he basically put his hand on her shoulder. He goes, Kristen, like, I may be uh, I may be doing this small-time gig, but I am a multimillionaire. So I, <laughs> I will be traveling in my, my bus. Because <laughs> I had the same idea. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's probably some cute little tour where he, sure. he's getting back to roots. And he's like, why don't we all just, you know, get a couple vans, go out on tour? Yeah. This is my Bob, um, my Tom Petty accent. Oh, it's, it's doing great. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. We're, we're getting an update from... Uh, from Carol. From Carol. Carol on uh, Google Maps, yeah, just gave us. It's going to be a little bit uh, longer than we thought. But, hey, we are still on the main line, which, uh, you know, the main line, main line Pennsylvania, uh, you know what their biggest export is. What's that, Chip? Traffic. <laughs> it really is. But we're almost out of here. We're almost on 476. Guys, we're going to take you with us on all the hot spots. Um, we are right by a pizza place in Villanova campus that, believe it or not, mega superstar Harry Styles, for some reason, stopped and had pizza there. Are you serious? I swear to God. My kids knew it. I found out about it, and I was so excited to tell them, and they already knew. Can I give a shout-out to Harold Styles real quick? <laughs> yes. He... I, I try to keep up with the new kids' music. I don't want to be that guy that's, oh, no, there's no good music anymore, or whatever. Uh, but, like, poppy stuff I, I don't get into as much. There is a Harry Styles song. And who, who am I talking to? I mean, he's one of the biggest performers out there. But there is a Harry Styles song. I think it's called And I Was, And It Was, something like that. It's it's a great it's a great pop song, and I highly recommend it to anybody. Wow, well, we're gonna check that out. We're gonna we're gonna check it out. Chip, I, you know I'm what I might do in post? I, I might put a little clip. Yeah. Fourteen second clip, so I can get under the fifteen second yes. sound clip rule without getting pinged. So that's uh, the only other highlight I know about Villanova Pizza. I forget what it's called, Campus Pizza or something like that. Okay. Now we're heading on to Blue Root. Can, can I actually tell you a story about a Villanova establishment that I would suspect is not there anymore? Yeah, let's well, do it. Well, first of all, the first bar I ever drank at when I was 19 was... Can I guess? Yes. Alligators? No, not Alligators. A great guess. All right. Uh, I believe it was called Kelly's. I think. Yeah, Kelly's is still there. Okay, cool. So I think Kelly's is still there. It's. I think they made it nicer and bigger in the years. They did, yes. I was 19 years old. It was in the summertime. I had a fake ID, and I went with my buddy, and we were going to go, and it was 6 p.m. on a Tuesday in the summertime. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Jeff. Jeff. That means there's absolutely no one there. I studied, but I wanted to go to a bar to drink, and we're going to, me and my other yeah. underage friend, who he looked much older anyway, but 
I studied that card for days yeah. just to know all the ins and outs. Um, the guy didn't even card us because we're the only ones there. Yeah, like, 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 please come in. What do you What do you need? Please. Do you have any under other underage friends you could bring? We really need to yeah, visit. Please, this. we we got to get into this up. But uh, the real story I want to tell. There was another bar called the Wild Onion. Do you yeah. remember the Wild mm-hmm. Onion? Was I don't I don't believe that's there anymore. No. Okay. I don't think it is. So that was a bar. It was a little off the beaten path. That myself and two of my college friends, after we graduated, they moved down here. So we would go to the Wild Onion sometimes. And upstairs at the Wild Onion, we would hang out, and there was a foosball table. I don't mean to brag, Uh-oh. listeners. I am pretty good at foosball. When I in my college years, we had a foosball table at my fraternity house. I was very good at foosball. You were able to like flick the wrist and do that thing. You don't spin. Yes, very good. There was this very shady guy who was playing with us and he kept trying to play us for money. And we're like, no, we're not playing you for money, sir. Uh And he was very good at it though. And we were playing together a couple of times and he's just weird, but he was very good at foosball. And he's trying to get people to play for money. Finally, it's the end of the night. We go to leave. And he grabs me from across the room. He grabs me oh my as goodness. I'm leaving. He goes, hey, man, here's my number and gives me just a, like a piece of paper with his name and phone number. And he goes, here's my number. You're really good at foosball. If you ever want to go downtown or if you, if you want to hustle some games, yeah. I know a couple of places downtown oh, we can shit. go. He was, We were going to be the color of money, the hustler, but with foosball. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to get over here left pretty and soon. I... There was oh my god, Chip. There was no way. I was if you see. if you just I think if I you been fo- if you followed up, I could be a, a foosball hustler right now. Like you just go and next day you walk into school. You're like I quit. Yeah. I uh, guys, I gotta follow my dream. Yeah, and just I'd be going around the world playing foosball uh, in bars and just with a lot of like like '80s blues rock playing. <laughs> Just like the diviest bars, and it's like you're just hustling like college kids, yeah. cocky college kids. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's uh, foosball, totally fun game. I could see everybody getting into it, but uh, you know, if you make it, if you make it your living, and hey, a lot of people, it's their passion. You got to be ready for some highs and lows in your career. You really, you really do. You have to. Um, yeah. So now we're on the blue route, Chip. We are going up to see. I didn't even mention this yet. We're going to Bethlehem for a reason, of yeah, course. We we're going to um, actually. We're going to we're going to Allentown, but Bethlehem sounds cooler. It does, right? It really Is that does. what we're saying? That, exactly. If that's just fits the opposite of Billy Joel's. Uh, you, you know, in my favorite story, a couple of wise men followed a star to mm, Bethlehem. Yeah, we are actually following two stars to Bethlehem. Oh my goodness, aren't we? Yep. Who are those two stars? We're going to see, of course, the Found Footage Festival live. And that, of course, would be Joe Pickett, Nick Pruer, two founders of the Found Footage Fest, also hosts of many shows that are on YouTube that I highly recommend. You can check out VCR Party Live every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Saturday mornings, Maybe one of the most fun shows you could watch so on TV. Fun. It's called uh, Saturday Morning Cartoons with Joe and Nick and their two wonderful co-hosts, uh, Caitlin McGurk, who might be the star of the show. Yes. And the second tier star, of course, would be uh, Nick. I mean, um, George, George Passalis, yes. uh, Internet creep, Internet detective. Yes. 
Um, yeah, so they're putting on a live show tonight. And I believe we teased on our last show, we had Dave Hill on, and Chip gave us a little behind the scenes of how you you get on shows. You're a comedian, and you have managers and handlers and stuff. Yep. Chip, why don't you let us know? A lot of contracts. Yeah. I, I saw that they were coming, uh, my, because they're my buddies, Nick and Joe, and uh, and I said, hey, I might, I might come up and just hang out and see you guys. I haven't seen the new show yet. And they're like, hey, you want to do a couple minutes? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and that's it. That's the inner workings of Hollywood. There you go. And so, uh, believe it or not, my schedule was free tonight. Um, oh. Yeah. If it wasn't free, I freed it up because I'm like, I could use a road trip. I, I work from home, Chip. Is your wife recording Webster? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> well, it could be. But I, Oh, you mean the old TV show? I do have a, I do have a VCR at home recording Webster. Uh, who was the, who was the star of Webster, Chip? As Emmanuel Lewis. Who? Well, put, I mean, the real star. Yes, that would be Alex Karras. <laughs> yes. I mean, in my heart, I would give you a dollar out of my pocket if you could name the mom. It's, I, I was going to say Judith Light, but she's from no. the boss. Um, is it Judith? Wait, do you know her name? No, I can never remember her name. I just remember her hairstyle. Well, her hairstyle very much. Of, and you know her? She and Alex Karras were married in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were married in real life, and. Name is I I want to say it's Susan something, but I I don't know. That was uh, that was quite a show. Yep. Was that one network's response to another network? Yes. Having an adorable kid who was um, short, undersized, undersized yes. with no chance of being oversized. Yes. This was the, uh, the I would say the response to Different Strokes. Maybe my favorite childhood show. Different Strokes. Oh yeah. That show is amazing. It just. For I, however wrong it was in some aspects, mm-hmm. it was also very great. So much, so much fun, so much fun. I wanted to be adopted by Mr. Drummond so much. Yeah, not only that, but like just he was like he. I think Gary Coleman and I are around the same age, and when that came out, he was like the envy of like kids. You're like, this guy has his own TV show, and he's so funny. Like he yep. was, he was really. He had comedic chops. He, he was really a great did. actor. He, like, as a five-year-old, whatever, the way he would deliver lines, super. They were all really good at Willis was a great actor. Yep. They all were. Whole show, Charlotte Ray, um, of course, Conrad Bain. Yes. Um, uh, the sister, Kimberly? Kimberly, Dana Plato. Dana Plato, yeah. Uh, I, unfortunately, I, I don't try to make a, a habit of doing this, but... <laughs> Uh, one of the few people that I know, at least, I don't know, I'm sure there's some people out there, but uh, one of the only people that I know that has ever blocked me on Twitter <laughs> is Todd Bridges. Yeah, well, probably. Willis, Willis from different Probably states. deserve, Chip. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I made, a, made a joke, yep. and he didn't like it, and, and somebody tagged me on the joke. That, oh, God. That's what, that's what got, that's what got me in trouble. Yeah, I almost t- tagged him on the show. Yeah, and then you're like, hey, I was just, you know. Yeah, and I was so excited. He even responded to it. He's like, the, the joke The joke was, I said, they should do a reboot. It was when I was doing the re- We should do a reboot of Different Strokes and call it Just Willis. Because literally, he's the only cast member still alive. Oh, okay, that's why he, yeah. So, yeah. The, you, know, you get it. But I didn't tag, and then somebody tagged, hey, Todd Bridges, would you do this? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, my God, Todd Bridges yeah. responded to it. And then it was about a year later, I found out that uh, yeah. I was blocked by Todd Bridges. You went and you're like, let me see what uh, T. Bridge is up to. T. And Bridge. you're like, oh my God, I can't see his, wait a second. Yeah, yep. 
Chip, it was a, I think it was a very good joke. Like, you know, when people do that little, you know, you, 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 you mention someone and they have to bring you into the conversation, it never ends well. It never, I, of course, being a huge R.A.M. fan, I made, I, I told this story endless times on this podcast, but I, I just made, I was going off on a tirade where there's no such thing as a good baseball song. And someone said, hey, what about the baseball project? And I wasn't even sure if that really was. Sure. And I'm like, I'm like, listen to it. It stinks. And I didn't listen to it. It stinks. The next thing I know, someone tags Mike Mills, bass player for the baseball project and R.A.M., one of my favorite bands. And he's like, well, who are you, Mr. Used Wigs, to say uh, my band's music's no good? I'm like, Ooh. you know, Mike Mills, Ooh. he... <gasps> he he is a person, but he was not shiny nor happy that day. Oh, my God. And, you know, he's an imposing hulk of a man. He really is. He actually stood atop of me one time. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, I was in the fourth row at the Man Music Center to see R.E.M. in 2009 or 10-ish, and they had this little catwalk that went oh. directly behind the fourth row. So he and uh, Mr. Stipe were standing directly oh behind us as they sang Man in the Moon. It was great. Imagine getting your ass kicked by Mike Mills. Yeah, Mike Mills beat me up yeah all right sure. let's go a list of shows back and forth i got beat up at a blank show what would be probably the worst uh okay i will i will be completely honest this is a true story oh, no. my friend and i almost this is so embarrassing i almost hate to say it bell and sebastian yes we <laughs> my buddy and i almost got in a fist fight at bell and sebastian yes. with this group of guys that's the right answer who were loudly talking behind us the whole time now, I think we would have easily handled them. Not that I'm a yeah, no, no, of guy, course, yes. but it's a Bell and Sebastian concert. But yeah, I got um, I got beat up at a <laughs> – oh, what's a good – you got one, Jeff? I mean, I got my ass kicked at a Sufjan Stevens concert. Oh, sure. Yeah, there, yeah. yeah. I was expected, just to yes. pit the yes. whole thing going on. Yeah. No, but I, I just think it's really funny. Like People are like, oh, you know, I was at a uh, – Fugazi show back in, you know, whatever. Yeah, I got the scar. Oh, geez, you know, yeah. fight broke out. There were skinheads there, and blah 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 blah. Right. No, it's it's more yeah. cool. Yeah. I think I, it's... I, I got I got a I got a bloody nose at a Wilson Phillips show. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, at um, you know, I was just hanging out, minding my own business at Lilith Fest. Next thing I know, yeah. just bleeding from the face in a bottle, and my yeah. God. Oh, this uh, this cut behind my eye. Yeah, Feist show, 2012. <laughs> more like a fish show, right? Fish show. Not a fish show, for God's yeah, sakes, wow. no. There, you've been to many, uh, we can call them jam band shows. Yeah, I've been to fish uh, 20 times. Now, do, I literally have friends who have seen them 200, but yes, I've seen them about 20 times. Now, is everybody, is there a good Bon Homi going on? Everyone just pretty happy? Like, there's no, like, aggro nonsense at a fish show, right? I mean, okay, so... You know, money and drugs are changing hands in the parking lot. Okay, in, in yeah, different yeah. aspects. So things can always go a little dark with that. But for the most part, very, uh, very, very friendly, very nice. I will say, um, you know, we were driving past Villanova. Uh, you get you get a couple of uh, a bunch of rich kids coming into that. Oh, and they right. might be a little too entitled and start mouthing off. But other than that, it's it's generally a pretty laid back experience. We had the, uh, I think I also talked about this, but growing up, I, uh, I would go to punk and hardcore shows pretty much all throughout high school and into college. Now, is this, when you said punk and hard, hard, hardcore yeah. shows, these are hardcore shows with punk, with like punk and spice. <laughs> yes. Is that what you, okay. Um, so uh, it was a notorious place called City Gardens in Trenton, oh, New sure. Jersey. So 
like the lure behind city gardens was it basically it's in this desolate part of trenton in a kind of like desolate old industrial park and it was like the only lone building and it wasn't in a good neighborhood i feel like am i wrong in saying that james murphy from lcd sound system was a bouncer yes he was yes that's he he claimed to be and john stewart was actually a bartender there uh, while he was uh summers from college i think he went to william and mary college and he grew up in the princeton area or lawrenceville area so he used to bartend there yeah um so it was notorious. It wasn't in the best area, but because there was punk, mostly punk shows, but there was many other types of music, of course. Um, there was a group called The Family, and it was just this bunch of like just dirtbag skinheads, mostly racist, like extremely scary. And they would hang out in the parking lot and they would go into shows and basically they would just go to most shows to just create a pit and beat up people in the pit. And literally chip i tell people this you read the book and everybody tells stories well yeah you at least got your butt kicked once you just got in a fight we went i I can't tell how many shows i went to over the years at least like 20 30 where do these little like scrawny kids from the shore just wearing like surf tank tops corduroy shorts vans and we would park in the parking lot drinking go in there go in the pit I never had more than like a person bump into me and say sorry during the whole like maelstrom of activity. Like it was just one of those things where nothing ever happened. Like yeah. I just and I saw like I saw fights outside. I saw fights in there, but I never like never. Uh, I think maybe people just saw me and they're just like this guy. Let's not mess with him. He's 135 pounds. He's sunburned. God, right. is he sunburned? Yes. And uh, I think it's his best. We just leave him alone. Who knows what rage could be inside that little guy? Absolutely, yeah. So, but always thinking that it would be cool if I did get my ass kicked at, like, said Wilson Phillips or sure. taking my girlfriend to see James Taylor at the Garden State Arts Center, yes. thinking there's no chance of a fight. Next thing I know, right. It's uh, I'm literally getting my head pounded into a seat while sweet baby Jane James plays. Right, right. Yeah, I yeah, I had my arm broken in a Macy Gray show. Chip, now we're on the road. Now we are finally. finally. I believe the traffic is behind us. Yeah, we it took us a while to get through. Now we are on the Northeast Extension, guys. Maybe one of the greatest extensions, Chip. What you say? I like the Southwest, but this one's pretty darn good. It's good. It takes you up, but here's the thing. From here, there's not an exit for like 20 miles, right? It's yeah. from here to Quakertown. You're like shit out of luck if you need to like, let's say you need to pull over and grab a cup of coffee or take a number two. Yep. You're, uh, you know, but now we're on the way to Bethlehem. We are. Um, Chip, now here's something I'm, you are going to be performing tonight, which is very exciting. Yeah. When you go to perform and you you pretty much know your crowd so if you're performing at certain gigs you're like well i know this is going to be a lot of like hip young people it's just this part of town so i'm going to cater my act this way or tonight we're going to see the found footage festival and i think the thing we like about nick and joe and their whole show and production is it's like really geeky nostalgia that appeals to a certain type of person who just wants to have fun but like weird esoteric nonsense fun right yes 
I would call them our people. Like, yes, that's how I relax. Yes. I watch stuff like this. Do you think like, all right, I might, the crowd might be pretty much predominantly them. So maybe I can get away with telling different jokes that I might not tell to like a hip city crowd. I, I hope so. And it's a situation where, you know, they, they're there for a specific thing where they show these video clips that they found the actual, actual physical, it's VCR tapes, these video clips that they found and then show it. I don't know if a crowd is going to be ready for stand-up comedy if they know, because they don't necessarily know that I am going to be there. I would hope they appreciate my brand of humor. Uh-oh, I'm getting a call. All right, well, that's it's part of the podcast. I'm going to turn it off, though. Uh, it's all right. Um, <laughs> but so I'm hoping as long as they are okay with me doing the form of stand-up comedy, I'm hoping that they'll be a little, little weirder. I can do some of my more uh, bizarre, silly jokes. Yeah, well, I think the one thing I do notice about the majority of their fans, just by judging by the chat when you're watching it, they're all very nice yes. and polite. Yes. Like, it's not, like I said, it's not like we're walking into the middle of a Wilson Phillips concert where there could be a, right, a no. fight or some aggro behavior. Um, they just seem like nice, geeky people, much like the two people in this car right now. Right. right. Looks like that phone call is from... Uh, Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges, and he's a little bit angry. Jeez, I guess we're somehow tagged. Yes. This this uh, on the, uh, in, the in the internet. What somehow. if he has tagged us already? Jeez. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting, though. So, yeah. like you know, going to shows, then you have. I mean, you've been doing stand up many years. You have just like different, like I would say, little buckets of jokes, directions you can go into. Right. Right. But I'm also trying to do newer stuff and stuff that I enjoy now. So, but yeah, I, I want to try a couple of sillier things tonight. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping they'll allow it. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I'm also only doing about 10 minutes up front. So it's also something that you got to do in quick bursts. So if I was do, if I was coming up here and doing, if I was headlining doing a 45 minute set, yeah, you can kind of breathe a little bit. I'm going to try this direction, try that direction where this is, you got to kind of st- stick a move, Jeff, as they say, at, as, as they say at Carly Simon shows, you got to stick and move. Wow. Yeah. So no crowd work. You're going to do some very little crowd work today. Very anti-crowd work. Like really super fast crowd work? Like, hey, where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? Quick. All right. Good. Everybody just email me. Put it, just put it in the comments. Chip, road trips. I consider this a little mini road trip. It is. Right? We're going to take a little break right now so we can save this file. And then we're going to come back because I just want to make sure we're using our mobile podcasting unit. And uh, I think it's working out really well. There's a crew of three people in the back seat right now doing all of the electronics. Thank you, Gregory and Mary and Samson. Really appreciate you guys back there. And we're back, people. Back to Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff on the road to Bethlehem, where they're closing all the factories down. I'm with Chip, Chip, uh, Chip, Willie, Billy, Joel, Chantry. Yes. I'm Jeff Sufjan Lyons. We are back. Chip, one of the fun things when you drive with people is time goes by quicker, it, right? It really, it really does. Like you're just jabbering away. Next hey, thing it, was, is, it was light out when we started, buddy. That's right. And it is dark. Next thing you know, we missed the exit. We're 30 miles up. We're in the Poconos. Yes. Um, you and I are skiing tonight. We're going on night skiing. Were you a skier, Jeff? No, I can't. I hate being, I hate being in the snow and just like standing around waiting for shit. Right, right. I've tried skiing, but no. You? Uh, yeah, I've tried a handful of times growing up. Uh, it's just fine. 
It's expensive. Yeah, it's, 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 it was a rich kid's sport. It's an expensive way to get cold and injured. <laughs> it's true. As And as you get older, like, I think I could afford sledding. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. When you're when you're parallel with the ground, that's that's my tax bracket there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I had uh, two of my roommates from college are from the Poconos, uh, and so we'd go up there every now and then. They'd be like, "Oh, we're all going skiing." I'm like, "I'm just gonna sit in the house, guys." Uh, sure. Yeah. That's that's not me. Take care. Um, yeah. So we're road tripping right now. Chip, what was your fondest memory? Like, I don't know if your family, you guys did road trips. It doesn't have to be like, oh, we, we rented an RV and went across the country. It could just be, yeah, the Chantry family, we, we hopped into the old minivan and we went to um, Cabela's. Cabela's, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to say, we I probably talked about this, but we've gone up to Maine. We grew up going oh, to right. Maine. Oh, right, yeah, of course. And, you know, that could be a 12-hour trip. You know, we've done it in eight and a half, eight, eight, eight three quarters, but usually... 10 to 12 hours. So my, what my dad used to do is he would wake up super early, like literally super early. Like he would try to get to bed at like eight o'clock, have the car packed and literally wake up at like one or two in the morning and just drive. It's amazing. And, and then my brother and I really got into that habit. We started driving and started going up there. So it was, it's always been a fun thing of waking up at three in the morning. And then the goal is to get on the other side of the George Washington oh. bridge before sunrise yeah so you and it's the best yeah you make it a challenge and it's fun because it has that kind of nostalgic dad used to do this we're doing this now yep. but then when you get over that before all the all the traffic hell breaks loose that's a victory it's so great you know my dad growing up uh, one of the jobs that he had was he was a bread delivery guy he had a bread route where he yeah. would deliver for art and so you're up at three in the morning delivering bread and have you know it'd be nine o'clock and people are going to work and half his day is done. Yeah. So uh, I, I've always been a morning person, uh, which is not good for stand-up comedy. But I love getting up before dawn. And not that I do it a lot, but on those special days, you get up early, you're doing stuff. And then you you, you feel like you have a leg up on everybody else. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 It's like um, you're just like I'm better than these people who are sleeping yes, in, right? Exactly. How about you? Uh, favorite road trip memory? Yeah, I like uh, – we. well, I grew up. Um, at the shore. I think I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. And so in the summer, we didn't go anywhere. Like family came to us. So it was kind of a unique situation where it was fun. Right. Like cousins, we'd be like, oh, this, the next two weeks, cousin Christopher's coming down and staying with us. Or Bobby and Cindy are coming down. Bobby and Cindy. <laughs> Bobby and Cindy. You know, Actually, it is. It's Bobby, yeah. Cindy, and Brian. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to be like, that sounds very Brady Bunch. Yeah. But it's, yeah, Bobby, Cindy, and Brian O'Neill. And they'd spend a week with us. So we didn't go on, like, hardly any vacations in the summer. Because you lived in vacation. So we lived in vacation. Land. We lived two, three blocks from the beach, and it was fun. But every now and then, you know, we, I had a, an awesome childhood. My parents were amazing. You know, we didn't have a ton of money, but I remember one time my dad came home, and he's just like, hey, I'm buying a, a station wagon from my boss. And we're like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Because when I was young, like, you know, we had just big old cars and, you know, they're just normal car cars. They're like, sure. you know, definition of a car, nothing fancy. Yes. But a station wagon to us was just like, oh, we're living now. It's like a limousine for children. It literally was. And it was huge. So my dad buys it. It was like $500 and he pulls in the driveway. And I don't know if everyone look up Vista Cruiser. It's just amazing, giant. Like you're almost thinking Wally World with, yep. uh, you know, the... Um, that green uh-huh. uh, monster of a station wagon that they drove in. 
The family truckster, I believe. Family truckster, yep. Right. It was very similar. It wasn't. It was actually a nice old station wagon, but it had this bubble roof. So the roof of the station wagon had like two levels. You had the front, and then it bumped up this bubble roof, and then it got a little higher in the back. Okay. Yes. So it was this moon roof. And it was awesome. Almost, almost like the Ghostbusters car. Very similar, Chip. Very similar. And so my dad's like, well, we got a station wagon. We got to go somewhere. And we're like, well, bring it on, Dad. And he's like, let's just go to let's spend the week. We're going to Hershey Park. And I think he knew. He's like, we can't go to Disney World. I'm not sure if this car's going to make it to sure, Disney World. Sure, sure. But I'm pretty sure this car's going to make it, you know. To Chocolate City. Chocolate USA. City, USA. And it was one of the greatest road trips I remember Mom's just like, get sleeping bags, and you could just put them in the oh, back, and you could yeah. look out the window up yeah. the top, like, moonroof. Sure. And that's what we did, and it was one of the greatest. And I remember, Chip, this is something very important to Young. The only thing my brother and I were into back then were music, of course. Sure. So my mom was getting us vacation clothes because, you know, we're a little dirt bag. She's like, well, we're going to go to a hotel, so we got to have nice clothes for you guys. Nice. So, you know, we got little short t-shirt sets and we went by like a store that you could get like rock band decals on your shirt sure sure and my mom's like hey you guys can each get a a rock and roll t-shirt oh wow! do you know how important that was to us at the time such a huge moment we spent an hour and it was like one of those spencer gift stores and how old would you have been i was 26 26 years young i was probably nine and my brother was 10 okay yeah, maybe eight and nine. Yep. We spent an hour, and I remember my dad just looking at his watch, being like, guys, just pick out something. Sure. And I'm like, Dad, this is maybe the most important decision yeah. I have in, in my life right now. And I remember my brother went for this very sparkly Yes logo, the band Yes. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah of course, their iconic Roger Dean-created logo with the interconnected, bubbly, Y-E-Yes. Maybe one of the greatest rock logos of all time. Mm-hmm. He got that on a bright yellow shirt, and I went. Don't, don't, don't. Okay. Oh, yeah. See if you can. Can can there? Can you give me a hint or a couple of guesses? I'm trying to think. Yes. Um, I I doubt you were a Steely Dan man. No, I was more rock. But I'm saying, I bet you can explain. You can explain as opposed to can't explain who this band was. Uh oh. The Dave Clark Five. <laughs> no, no boy my age. There's no band a boy my age love more than the Dave Clark Five. Yeah, it was the Who. Jeff. Oh, that's right. So I, being a young design-minded guy, I found a a white baseball, like three-quarter, you know, baseball shirt with Those red shirts. sleeves, oh. and then I got the Who Union Jack British logo on it, where the red matched the sleeves perfectly. Holy shit! Jeff. Wow. When that came out of the press, you know, it's a very uh, very elaborate process where they put the, the shirt on this little like hot ironing board uh-huh. and they closed the panini press with the, the logo on it, hold it for about a minute. And then you had the logo and, it, yes. and I believe it peeled off maybe after four months. Of course. But I swear to God, day one, my brother and I, we hop into and he's wearing his yes t-shirt. I'm wearing my who you. And like every day my mom's like, could you just put on one of the new shirts I got? Cause uh-huh. we just wanted to wear our rock shirts. Yeah, uh, of course. Oh, it was great. It was uh-huh. It's just so amazing. Yeah, and we had matching bathing suits. Yeah. And there's photos of us. We were Irish twins. We were like 10 months apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was a great road trip. So I don't I go on too many. But when you got older, Chip, let's say during college with your buds, you did road trips, correct? 
Oh, we did. Yeah, a little, a little bit. No, no, nothing too far. I will say, just more recently during the pandemic, I drove cross country from here to San Diego. Did you do that with uh, Miss Mary Rad's uh, better half? Her, her better half, Mark, and uh, we. He was my wingman, and I had to go to a wedding. I was officiating a friend's wedding out there in San Diego, and I decided to. It was a whole thing. It's during the pandemic; people aren't really flying, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to drive out. I've always wanted to drive cross country. And it was it was the greatest driving down in the southwest. Uh, yeah. Tell me your route. You leave you leave uh, Philly and then like yeah, you go we, straight across. You go, damn, what do we do? Yeah, we're going southbound a little bit. We, we ended up the first night we were in Tennessee. Then we hit Texas on the second day. Whoa. And then it's it's basically an entire day you're driving through Texas. Yeah. It takes the whole day. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh it God. is a big state. And then we ended up in uh, New Mexico, which was the most beautiful place I think we saw. Then uh, the next day, Arizona, I think Yuma, and then uh, ended up in San Diego. So literally, it takes a day to drive through each of those big states. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah, that's it was just I mean, boy, you get down to Tennessee in no time and then it's just a slog. I will say the worst part going out was great because, you know, going there is always more exciting. Yeah, yeah. Then you got to come home. Coming home, we, we went a bit we, we went further north. We decided to cut uh, up through uh Arizona, yeah. and then we went up through northern New Mexico. Northern New Mexico was the most beautiful. Yeah, that's so I've heard, yes. Gorgeous. And then we just cut into Colorado just a little bit, made, hang, hang a, hung a Ralph, and boy, did we have just the most boring time from <laughs> the next two and a half, three days, I guess. It was just Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and then into Pennsylvania, it's all the same thing. So no real points of interest where you'd be like... Nothing. Like, even wanting to stop, right? You'd be like, hey, do you want to just, just check out just this doll museum? Get me home as soon as possible. <laughs> Speaking of the people we're going to see tonight, of course, Nick and Joe, the Found Footage Festival, they're on the road a lot doing their shows. And the one thing I do like about them, and I think it, it, it bodes well to their career doing this, they're both interested in seeing the little slices of life, the little Americana, the roadside attractions. And of course, they're always hunting for the most ridiculous stuff out there. Yes. So they're they're going to thrift stores. Nick is going to a doll museum and striking up a relationship with that person. Um, you didn't really feel the need on the way back. You were probably just like, yeah, I just want to get home. Right. Right. Uh, you just you just got to get there. But no. Uh, uh, yeah, on the way out, we were in a bit of a time crunch, but you know, we would have loved to have seen some more stuff. But I wish we would have gone a little bit. My uh, fear, taking our time. My fear is, you know, I have many fears. Most of them are rational as opposed to irrational. Clowns, one of them. Yeah, like just you know, of course, clowns uh, while you're road tripping. But there are like certain states that once you go south, like do not speed. There are certain parts yes. where literally the Smokies. They're waiting for people with like plates, northern plates, to just mess up and right. just put a whole world of hurt. Did you do any research being like, all right, well, we know now through Kentucky, through Alabama, do not go on this road and travel? Or were you just like, eh, just be normal, law abiding citizens? We kind of flew by the seat of our pants. I'll be honest with you. We were just, we just decided to keep it pretty, uh, pretty light. We, you know, set it on cruise control just a little over the speed limit. Yeah, yeah. So we weren't doing anything crazy. Um, and did you put like just a little, little, um, 
what is it, Confederate flag bumper sticker just on the car, just to be like, yeah, you know. Absolutely, just to fit in with all with all the good old... Like some anti-woke sentiment oh, bumper yeah. stick. We were That'd be funny, like you and Mark just get out, you're like, all right, we're over to Mason-Dixon line, let's uh, let's suit up. Yep, just get that don't, tre- <laughs> that don't tread on me flag ready to go. Yeah, just yeah. something, uh, yeah, some people... People know that, you know, it's maybe a coward move, but it's also a very smart move. Yes, it is. Right? Yes, oh, it look is. at this, Chip. We just got off a of main thoroughfare. Wow, I've never gone this way in my life before. I don't I don't know what twist and turn we're taking, but we're going somewhere. Wherever um, it looks like Yeah. Um, Carol from Google Maps is oh, taking us. Oh, it's, uh, we, yeah, see. Did it we, mess up? Yeah. I don't know why, right. why did it do that, but. Are we oh, get, actually, maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't. It's. It's just taking me a very unique way. We've never gone this way. All right, so we're not going to stay on 422 or whatever, the Northeast Extension the whole way. They're taking us through a little Quaker Town. Yeah, this is interesting. Chip, favorite musician from Quaker Town. Who are we talking? Um, Johnny and the Quake Tones. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the the number one toilet-breaking musician in, uh, in PA history. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, what's his name from Blues Travelers from Quaker Town, right? John Popper? Yeah, I believe he was a Quaker Tech guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. I th- it's, it believe he was either born here or he moved here. But the thing that I also heard that he met Chris Barron, like in either Princeton, because Prince, like, uh, Princeton area. And I don't believe they, either of them went to the university. Okay. But there's this long history of those two. No, like that's how they, yeah, I know they created that scene. Yeah. But yeah, I believe... Maybe after John Popper hit big or something, like, he moved to this area. Okay. But the one thing about John Popper that people know is that if you mention him anywhere online, he checks his mentions. Like, he checks not only, like, did someone at John Popper, if they just had his name name. in Twitter, he was, like, on fire. Like, someone's like, my God, like... I just mentioned something about John Popper. I didn't even spell correctly. Next thing I know, he's replying to me. Wow. Like even like one time, like I was talking about my grandfather and we were, we were, my friends were, and I was like, hey, uh, who's going to go to get pizza? John Popper, you. And he responded yes. to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he had all the Google alerts set up. And yeah. uh, I guess that's the, you know, like he just wanted to make sure no one, because who would ever badmouth John Popper? Uh, I would not. I would not. Who's your favorite uh, musician, Chip, who wore a bandolier of um, mouth of harmonicas? Would that be John Popper? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, he is. He is my number one. How about you? Yeah, I'd say he's up there. Yeah. The harmonica chip in songs. Where do you stand? Love. I'm a see. I'm a harmonica fan. I know a lot of people. But although it has to be the right genre of music, like that. Again, that '80s blues rock. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Don't need it. Don't need it. No, I understand. Um, our friend and uh, Christian Alsis, one of the funniest guys, yes. who who really still cannot find a moment time to be on our podcast. Yeah. It's funny. Very, very busy guy. Very, very busy guy. He posted a photo what's it, of the lead singer of The Grateful Dead, the dead one. Jerry uh, Garcia. Jerry Garcia with John Popper on stage. I forget his caption, but it was... <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Uh, I, I Was it, I wish this... Uh, I wish this photo was scratched. Scratched it, yes, which yes. just made me howl. Yes. But I immediately thought, like, how could you make the Grateful Dead any worse? Oh, okay, here yeah. we go. Yeah, throw like, harmonica. Throw harmonica A in. 19 minute harmonica. 19 minute harmonica. <laughs> but uh, I do, uh, I did love that photo. And Christian also recently posted a, a photo of a man in a full 
old timey um, pilgrim outfit, and he's considering <laughs> getting a pilgrim costume for uh, his family Halloween uh, Thanksgiving dinner, which to, I think to be a fly <laughs> on the wall. Just oh my goodness. Yeah, I like harmonicas in certain things. I think it's you know a very necessary instrument. I like I like the old like you know quiet Bruce songs where he just playing acoustic, then he'll just rip into our like a very emotional harmonica. I, I will say, I, you know, I enjoy some blues travel. I will say that. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah. Amazing, Me too. Uh, harmonicist. Yeah. But, harmoniconium, I believe is the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do love those easy, let's call it Bob Dylan, you said Bruce Springsteen, those easy, like, the type of harmonica playing where you feel like it's in that <laughs> neck strap. Like, they're just blowing on it as something a little extra. It's nothing crazy. No, right, right. They're, ju- they're just blowing on it. Like, if someone gave you harmonica and said, you have 12 minutes to learn this song, you'd be like, not a problem. Yes. That's what I That's what I need to do. That's what I like. So I had this harmonica moment the other night. Um, there is a singer. His name's Terry Hall. He was the lead singer of the specials. Sure. One of the greatest... Um, two-tone ska, probably the greatest two-tone ska band that basically ushered in the second wave of ska in the late 70s. And he was just a very great, droll, mellow uh, frontman, very just great songwriter. So when he left the specials, he was another band, Colorfield. But he wrote this song with, I believe, Ian Brody, who is the lead singer of The Lightning Seeds. They wrote a song together called Sense. Chip, you know when you become addicted to a song, you think you have a problem, like yes. I'm playing. The, this song, Sense, is so beautiful, and it makes me cry every time I hear it. Like, not wailing, but just tearing sure. up. Yeah. It's on every playlist I have, every long-run playlist. So I'm sitting there, you know, mile 12, I'm on a trail. I'm rocking out to, like, maybe some Paint It Black, some Lawrence Arms. Then all of a sudden, Sense comes on oh, by no. Terry Hall. And I'm weeping, right? Uh, Put down what you're doing, actually. Go look up Terry Hall Sense Plate. It is a beautiful song. Comes and goes and leaves me on a bed of splinters. Feels like I'm living in a town closed down for winter. It was one of those unique situations where both he and, like I said, Ian from The Lightning Seeds co-wrote it. They put it on their album. He put it on his album. On The Lightning Seeds album, Ian sang it. Okay. On Terry's album, he sang it. Both great versions. And the beautiful thing is the, the Lightning Seeds is more poppy and like has this little more like, like, I don't know, flair to it where... His version is much like a more melancholic edge, but halfway through the song of the Lightning Seeds version, there's a harmonica solo. Oh, and Chip, I gotta say, it took me out of it. Yeah, uh, it's a good uh, harmonica is a good punctuation mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody I love that does it, honestly, Dimitri Martin. If you remember, Dimitri, oh yeah, yeah. Dimitri, stand-up comedian who would play acoustic guitar. Sing, he wouldn't sing. He would he would tell you know sort of very dry jokes. Um, and then go in and then just sort of blow on the mouth harp, if you will. And boy, it's it's great. I would say Dimitri Martin, incredible. Yep. Like, And 
somebody who you might think may be a little aloof or yes. off there personally, I opened for him at the Keswick Theater and Ooh, probably tell. about a decade ago. Could have been a sweeter fella. I would imagine, right? Very nice guy. Are there any other comedians, Chip, that strap on a guitar and um, like uh, you know, Nick Thune does a great job. Does he do a good job? Nick Thune is great. Um, I'm trying. You know, there's some people. Who, okay, I will say this: say what you will about his body of work or his body or his body, but I will say Adam Sandler yeah. came back to stand up in right before the pandemic, maybe 2018 or 19, and put out a special where a lot of it is him doing songs, but he does it the right way where each song that he does, a funny song, is 30 seconds long. He goes in, there's a little setup, there's a big punchline, and then he cuts and he's out. It's it's not, there's not chorus and three verses. It's just, again, stick and move, get it out, and boy, it's it's great. Love it. There was a guy way back in the day, I'm sure, not way back in the day, but I think it's the 2000s, Stephen Lynch. I oh, believe. yeah, I remember. He was real, he was... He was a really good-looking guy, yeah. and he was like he a really was kind good... of in that uh, uh, Dane Cook sort of. Yes, of, and yep. he was a really good guitar player and funny enough. Yes. But it always like I'm like you know what he's a little too good-looking. He shouldn't take away stuff from your average comedian who's right. you know what I mean. Like yes. if you're good-looking, like I don't think you should be a comedian. No, no. So thank you. Right. Yes, I appreciate that. Oh, geez, I that that could have been taken oh, wrong. Boy. <laughs> All right, great looking. Jim, great, you're I very think, handsome. I'm very handsome. My I mean, all right, like I'm saying, like, let's say you are the guy, one of the Chris's, or like, who is the guy in the Barbie movie? Like that super yes, handsome. That guy. Like that guy. Can't, can't you stand him? See, because everybody always laughed at what they said in high school because right, yes. they wanted to be popular. You have to be weird. You have to be a loser to be stand up. And that's what a lot of these people, again, there's some of them are great, but. There's a lot of these TikTok people and all yeah. who have never done stand-up before and they're good looking. And then so people think that they're, ch- maybe they're charming. So then people, they, you know, they read that into as being funny and it's like, no, they've never had a bad day in their life. Right. Like, you know, people obviously says, you know, some of the best comedy comes from adversity. Sure. Whether it's growing up, you were the awkward kid. Um, you got beat up at yep. uh, at a little affair, little affair, yep. uh, like you know adversity, and so and maybe you weren't the quarterback, or you know you weren't. The, I was the quarterback, right? Or you weren't like the best hacky. I'd be the best foosball player. Sure, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Weird. My little hangups, huh? Yeah. What are we going through now, Chip? This is like a downtown I area. Have ne- I have no idea. First of all, I'm podcasting and driving, so I'm <laughs> distracted. But we are in a downtown. I have no idea. I love cute downtowns. Yeah, this is a cute downtown. Um, uh, can we try to figure out where, what town would this be? I, I don't know. I'm just looking. Like usually, you'll see a name on the side. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, like historic. Oh, what does it say? It's got to be. Oh, is, Cooper, oh, Coopersburg. I've heard of this. I think I've been here before. Jesus. Coopersburg. We are in Coopersburg, Pennsylvania. People. Lock, roll them up, lock them up, Chip. Yeah, Come on, geez. my God. <laughs> Little and of course that roll 'em up, lock 'em up. That's a quote from, I'd say one of my favorite road trip movies. I think most people who say road trip movie, they're going to say the original Vacation. Vacation yes. Right. Yeah. I believe. Boy, uh, people love Christmas Vacation, and I get it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. But and, and I, I do enjoy it. I watch it yep. every year. But every time I watch Christmas Vacation, I have to go back and watch the original because that one just makes me sad because the original is so much better. The original would just was the right time and place for that movie, mm-hmm. and it's still, 
like, you know, Chevy Chase, he's had his problems and stuff. Sure. But there was nobody put better playing Chevy Chase than Chevy Chase no, back in the day. No. Oh, and and vacation, the actual story behind it, just a dad trying his damn hardest to just have a good time. And it just spoke to everyone, whether you were dad or you were just the person in the group who's like, I want my, my friends or family just to have a good time. I'm going to put in the extra effort. And boy, oh boy, more often than not, Chip, doesn't work out. Doesn't pay off. Right? But the whole idea of going to an end destination, a Wally World, and just John Candy, the, the, the uh, classic, sorry, folks, parks close, close out, parks close, the moose, moose outside should have told you. you. So, yeah, it's she just like, perfect. and that was one of like, you know, you're not a big movie quoter. I'm not a big movie quoter, but I remember watching that right before we our senior class trip in high school. Chip, I don't want to brag, but we ended up we went to Florida for the week. Wow, fancy. Yeah, and it was like one of those things. Like I went to a small high school, like a small Catholic high school, not a lot of money. Yep. Uh, like we we literally had you know no campus, nothing um, extravagant, but. Every year, the teachers, we would pay a nominal fee, like we'd have to pay for airfare or something, but the school covered the cost for a week. Oh, shit. oh hold on. Yeah, yeah, no yeah we're, Oh, whoa. All right. Okay. Sorry. Oh, no. We're good. We're good yep. still. Yeah. A week in Disney World, and so, like, you know, that was, like, the highlight, and it was, it was just an excuse That's, to... But, yeah, you're just... And we memorized, we watched it. The night before vacation, and we just spent the whole week because you know we're going to uh, gonna Disney, on Disney sure, World. Yeah. They're going, and it was like we literally could not stop. I remember just telling my friend Sean, "I will literally give you five dollars if you can go an hour without saying sorry, folks. Oh my Parks God. closed. Anyway, boy, we digress. That yeah. went from let's see, let's let's trace this back. Boy, to uh, harmonicas. Harmonicas. Oh, good-looking comedians. Good-looking comedians. Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Road trip. Vacation. Vacation. Uh, Coopersburg. Coopersburg. So this is probably both of our first time in Coopersburg. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a place that should have delicious cheese, right? It really does. Yeah. Like just a part of PA. Like oh, we, you, oh, you gotta yeah. Give me a give me a quarter pound of Coopersburg cheese. Yeah, and they're like, if you stopped anywhere, they're like, you gonna pick up some of our cheese? Right. Right. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. We're uh, crossing a creek. Saucon Creek. Saucon Creek. I really feel like this is somewhere we've never been before. I do. I mean, I, not, I'm not exactly sure, but I mean, we're only 15 minutes away from our destination, but uh, it is. Yes, I, I have been on this road before. What else in uh, Bethlehem, Chip? Like if someone came up, I know Bethlehem is a great half marathon marathon. Yeah. So they did. And I then they stopped it. And I believe it is a new marathon uh, now. Okay. I think St. Luke's had it or took it over. Yes. It's a great half marathon. It's a marathon and half marathon. It's very flat. Like very it's, flat. I know people who are looking to get a Boston Marathon qualifying time yes. would always come up here due to its flat nature. Yes. And it is it's, it, I've, I've run into that, the half a number yeah. of times. And it's it's great. And it's on like this uh, basically like a canal path. Yes. And it's, it's shaded most of the time. Yeah. Flat. It's one of my favorite runs. Um, yeah, I believe um, Runner's World, I they, they're they up in this area. Yes, they are. And um, the head of Runner's World for years got Bart Yasso. He's basically, he was the editor-in-chief, and then he's like, he's just like this 
godhead of local running and he still lives up here and he's uh, wrote, wrote books about running marathons great guy i met him at a uh, marathon fest and he would be like the main guy pumping this race up all the time yeah it's, um, it was a lot of fun it, it did have the uh, the notoriety about like six seven years ago there was this one guy oh. up here remember the guy who cheated yes. on this course yes so he it could, actually had a couple of notoriety yes but yes but but that guy yeah the, but I remember I was so invested because this you guy did some internet sleuthing. I, I did internet sleuthing and I literally went on maps and I figured out where he cut time and it literally matched up with the amount of time he cut. And it was like, what a weirdo because the guy was like a, he's kind of a, like a local news celebrity up here. He did like some sort of show like, yeah. Hey, you know, nighttime fun in Allentown with happening Jack. Yeah. And, um, and the only way he kind of got caught was he took his kids out of school to go watch him run the marathon. So, you know, as you being a teacher who is involved in education, teachers and administrators don't like you pulling your kids out of school for nonsense. Right. For no good reason. And he took umbrage and like got all sassy back to them in this like online back and forth. And then people are like, hey, this guy's kind of a jerk. And here's the deal, Chip. Yeah. The second you're a jerk yeah. and you're online. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. And they're like, well, how are we going to come for this jerk? And, the, you know, runners are not great people, Chip. Yeah. They're uh, they're a little bit, uh, you know, full, full of themselves. They're a little uh, very, whoa. they're a little, um, you know, into their own thing. Um, competitive, if you will. Yes. So a couple of people just went online. They're like, well, let's see. Uh, let's see, Mr. He oh, wow, that was a really good time. He ran this. He must be a fast guy. Let me check another marathon. Well, this other marathon. Boy, he was an hour slower. I guess he had a bad day. Well, let me let me check another. Yeah. This other one, he didn't even finish. No. Oh, my God. Let's see. Uh, but, of course, you know, let's check his time in Boston. Whoa. <laughs> he was no, nowhere near close. He didn't. Not only did he not make the cutoff time of three hours, 20 minutes. looks like he finished in four hours, like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, something's, something's fishy, Chip. Who would, here's the thing, <laughs> who would do that then knowing that I'm yeah. going to be an hour slower than everybody else? Well, here's the deal. He didn't think, he didn't think it out too much. And I did some more sleuthing, Chip. You know me, I'm sure. one guy who, who I don't let loose ends just hang. Super sleuth. A lot of people in Boston, there are a lot of people who are like four fifty five hours. And I always said, well, if all these people qualify, how come there's like a good 40% of the people who are over four hours yeah. and there's a good 30% who are in the five and it turns out, well, there's half the people run for corporate sponsors. Okay. So you remember you used to do races and yep. I do races where they're like, hey, you didn't get into this race, but if you want to raise $2,000 for the American Heart Association. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite associations. Yes. It's one of the, it's, if it's. Let's let's rank organs. Okay. If you're gonna raise money for organs, yep. I'm gonna go. You go heart. Yep. Lungs. Yep. Brain. Does brain, brain? count? Yeah. The the. Uh, I'm gonna say spleen is way down there. Yeah, spleen. Like I literally. You're not gonna find a lot of people running for the uh, international for the like national spleen. Like the, uh, the 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 national association for the appendix. Yeah, like, yeah. Literally, you don't need that. No, people find that out, and you feel weird giving money to them. Well, I tell you what, I, I gave money to the uh, American 
penis association well, just I mean, because who hasn't? you know because you never know yep right if you if you lose one that the, yeah, it could you, be you, you get, another. get another one right because you know you need you know guys you want to be, be on the top of that list yeah a lot of guys need their wieners yeah um yeah so i'd say most people are raising money for oregon-based things yeah uh, i'm fully gonna, on board with here we go yeah we basically made that way so uh so yeah that's why you saw you see people in the races who are like you know these slow pokes yes middle like me middle of the packers uh-huh. um, who shouldn't be in this elite race rubbing rubbing shoulders with des lindens of the world yeah. and uh ryan halls but yeah speaking john solomon john solomon oh my god that's true uh, marathon runner john solomon he fell in a creek once i don't know if you know <laughs> he was pushed that's what i was told oh my god. that's what i was told <laughs> we have many john solomon by the way coming up yeah the 25 hour Yep. Christmas. This is like the 35th anniversary. Like, Jesus. Unbelievable. It just, when you look at John and you're like, this must be some crip keeper looking guy. If he's still doing this and he's doing 35 years, I don't even want to look at it. John still is handsome. Looks like he's 12. Looks like he's just a young, spry lad, good looking, full of. And I think that's probably just his insides being a, a nice guy, a sweet guy. Uh, but yeah, John's coming up uh, a month from now. Maybe we'll do something for that chip. Yes. But I got to say, in our many years of doing a show together, when, you know, before pandemic, when you and I were out and about running around, chasing people around, we did a couple runs with John, and boy, didn't get much more fun than we were running through some crazy field in the middle of uh, New Jersey on a very cold day. Very cold day. And like no one around. If one of us, if. If John didn't survive in that creek, and let's say we, you know, weren't there, he'd probably be dead right now. Yeah. Uh, so, I, are you saying that we are the true heroes? Yeah, we saved. Him. Yep. Chip, this I really we're like in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania. I've never been before. Yeah, we're up on top of the mountain. We are. Uh, we're only six minutes away. I mean, I know basically where we are, but yeah, I believe this is called Mountain Mountain Road. But we are on a mountain right now. We are just climbing the hills. This is great, Chip. This is like I. Oh, lo- there's the Star of Bethlehem. Do you see it? Literally. It's right there. Do you see it? You can see it from Chip, miles away. You it's don't, right there. You don't have to make up stuff. Are you seeing it? Jeff, no. I'm 100% serious. Holy shit. Yeah, see I just it? did say it. It's right there. The, yeah, you can see oh, it. Oh, it's a thing. I didn't know that was actually yeah, a thing. Yeah, it actually is uh, like a star of Bethlehem. Is it up year round? Like, it is. It is. I, as far as I understand, I, I, I'm pretty sure it is. Are, are, there, are there like, um, you know, of course, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and there's a Bethlehem in the Middle East. Sure. Of course, that many people are, uh, you know, very into. and Yeah. Um, my Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, he was from Bethlehem. Yep. Actually, I believe he was born in. Not, I don't think he was born in Bethlehem. Was he born? Yeah, he was born in Bethlehem. Born in Bethlehem. Right? Grew up in Nazareth. Yeah, yeah. Nash, I think their family moved. You know, his yeah. dad was a uh, in the dirt, mi- in the military. trades. He's military. Oh, military. Right. I think he was in the trades, Chip, and I think he. Yeah. Uh, but uh, was he born? Was Jesus born in like a hotel or was like or a nice? There was house? actually no room in the inn that night. Like then, what do you say, manger? Yes. So he's like. You know, like you'd go out and you're just road tripping and you're you're like, oh, no no room in the hotel right. or the motel. Yeah. Always a good manger. Yeah. Hey, do you mind if I just crash in your manger tonight? Yeah. Um, so my, my question was, is Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, do they lean into the whole Jesus thing? Also? I believe they do. I think the whole Christmas thing, I can't tell. It's a have, stop. They have a stop sign there, too. They have a stop sign, They have a stop sign. Okay, there. all right. We are podcasting, but we're also driving. Yeah, but we're, this is, Chip's doing a a yeoman's effort here where I'm just yapping away, holding a phone, but Chip is driving. He's looking at 
his um, his what do you call his it? His Google navigate Maps. Google Maps, and he's also texting his bestie, which well, is you know, you know te- bestie's got to be texted. This is a this is a dark road. It is. It now is. we're going down, so we're up on a mountain. Yeah, we're just like our careers. We're on we're on the we're on the decline. It's gonna be great. Um, yeah. So this uh, the the found footage. It's a, it's an interactive where they have a big screen behind them, right? I believe. Yep. And so, getting back to what they do, they basically they have been doing it for twenty something years, maybe longer, mm-hmm. since college. They just find. VHS tapes, the weirder the better. Is it a is it a surgery on someone's bunion? Yes. Yes. It is an instructional video on how to wash a ferret. Yes. It is everything, those two things and more and everything in between. So it's a very fascinating look. If you're into uh VHS ephemera, you're you're into a dying uh breed of uh, recorded entertainment. These people are keeping it alive. And it's just, Chip, I always say it's the kind of fun and the stuff I need to unwind and relax with that there's no threat of anxiety really no, creeping in, right? None at all. It's it's the opposite of the show Ozark. <laughs> it's pretty much, Chip, I'm going to be quite honest. It's the opposite of every other thing you can watch. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's nothing like people are like, oh, do you watch uh, Millions or Succession? Or no, because no. everything is about people being mean, mean and, and dying and yes. racist. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, you know, Chip, after a hard day, I don't want any of that. I yeah. literally want to watch just a bunch of guys watching, you know, a all male dance recital VHS tape while they're, you know, firing guns. Right, right. And and, and expert commentary on that. Yes. Oh, this is it. So, yeah, we're in a town now. We're, yeah, we're we, at, this is Bethlehem. We are oh in Bethlehem right now. I do feel like if you saw a couple burly steel workers just walking off the job with mm-hmm. their hard hats and their lunch pails, yeah. it wouldn't be out of, uh, out of character. No, either. not at all. Then again, this also looks like a Phoenixville. Yep. Or it looks like any other Bigger town. Bigger version of that, but yes, around it is. Us, right? Phoenixville is Steel Town, too. Was it? It was, yeah. Was this there the other nice? That... By the way, here's the Steel Sex. You can see the purple. Oh, my goodness. Of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just starting to see it. Yeah. This is exciting. It's, yeah. This is like when you get, Chip, what's more exciting? Approaching the venue you're about to perform at or waiting for video to come on when we have a guest on Zoom. That that video is is so exciting to see who's going to pop up. I got to be honest with you. I, I nothing tops it. I don't. And I think it's it's a lot of fun because you never know what this what the scene's going to be like, right? Right. Like sometimes you get someone on there and you're like, wow, nice setup. I think mm-hmm. Anthony Devito we had on. He had this nice cozy little nook with some like Brooklyn art uh, behind him. Nice cozy little setup. And then you have like you know someone like uh, young James Heskey, and I believe he had like four winter coats behind them and, a, and an unpainted wall. Right, right. Right, you know, and that's just like people have different things going. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like, I got to be honest with you, Chip, I don't like when people blur out their back and it's just them. It's, yeah, it's just a little... Stop bit. hiding! What yeah. are you hiding? Exactly. <laughs> it's like their room is in, uh, is in witness protection. <laughs> well, here we are, Jeff. Oh my God, we're right here. We've, we've reached this is perfect. Yeah, we're going to, yeah. oh my God, this is a nice artwork. Oh, hell yeah. Look at this. Here we go, yeah. We're approaching Steel Sacks, people. We are going to uh, end this little segment right now. We're going to find some parking. 
Um, and then we, we might do a little recap on the way home. We'll see. Maybe a quick one. But right now, we got to get ready. Chip has to put on his uh, costume. Chip, what are you dressing up as? Uh, uh, Iron Man, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that gets the most candy. In the <laughs> oh, I will say I'm very happy with the fact that very little, uh, very, uh, very little, much less superhero costumes yeah. uh, this year for Halloween. I was very, let's uh, let's grab that 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 one. Oh, yeah, that might be our best spot. Yeah. <laughs> so the the stage is dark. People all of a sudden, Black Sabbath, of course, comes out. Of course. And then he comes out on stage, clanking, yeah, clicking and clanking. It's Chip Chantry, everybody. Yeah. All right, people, we'll be back. And we're back, people. Back to Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. It is 11.22 at night on a, what is Thursday night, Chip? It's a Thursday evening. Uh, cheers is on, probably. Yeah, cheers, probably. If you guys, if you're uh, somehow watching this, watch, listening to this as it's happening in real time, God bless you, because that seems impossible. Yeah. But we are driving home from beautiful Bethlehem, PA. My God. There was no uh, Jesus imagery, no baby Jesus imagery, but Bethlehem still has a lot going for it. The Steel Stacks area—I got to tell you, Chip—you've been talking about it for years. It is fantastic. It so, is. Yeah, give me that impression. Yep. I brought you to Arts Quest Center yep. at Steel Stacks. Yep. Uh, was it everything you expected? What was your take? It was a little cooler than I expected. Like I just expected, like yeah, you know, there's some cool new buildings, but there's this monolithic old steel mill that literally is like immense and it's just lording over you yep. in its immenseness and it's lit up and it's super cool and it's like the main area and then there's all these modern buildings more stages chip than i've ever seen there's like big rooms small rooms concert halls we ended up indoor, seeing outdoor. indoor outdoor jeff you may have done a show tonight that i don't even realize yeah i did actually i went to the bathroom and there was just a stage so i went up there i did a a tight 10 Mostly about like um, airplane food. Sure. Yeah. I literally just stole Jay Leno's act. I memorized it from 1987 yeah. from his Letterman appearance. But um, yeah, we saw the Found Footage Fest in uh, a very cool movie theater. Chip, you opened up. It was a great night. You did some great comedy, and Nick and Joe just brought the, the their normal goodness of just the strangest VHS tape finds some good commentary it was a very fun hang if, if you guys haven't you have to check out the found footage festival yeah. check out vcr party Saturday morning cartoons a little different but still great it's it's just joy yeah and it, they they have literally found i think what thirteen thousand yeah vhs to actual vhs tapes of when it's before people were ironic and like aware that video cameras were on them or like what that would look like in the future so they're just so sincere and it it never turns out well that's amazing you point i never really thought about that you're right this is like almost pre-ironic it was just people like being themselves goofy on video cameras they're like hey it's also before the internet where they're like well yeah this is gonna be on tape but it's not like anybody is gonna see this that's exactly right they're yeah. like oh our nephew is a video camera who cares we can just be stupid because no one's ever gonna see this yeah right and they find all these videotapes whether they're at garage sales or whatever and it's just to be people's home 
movies, but the majority, their, their best finds are the very cheaply made um, video, uh, straight to video, like how to line dance, sexy line dance. Right, how to sexy line dance, the history of lingerie, a, a pizza hut training, training video. videos. Holy God, oh good God. Lord. Yeah. Just about... I, I just like I don't know I think part of my DNA like to me that's comfort food like watching a person being trained on how to upsell someone on a pizone yes I mean is... there's there there's no more drama I need in my life I watched more of that they they played more of that training video where they're just and when you have the person online and they order you know let's say they're ordering their their medium pizza think about what else they might like and just the earnestness where she's like hey. You know what you also might like with that medium pepperoni pizza? And the guy's like, I'm interested in hearing more. What yeah. would I like? And I'm, I could watch that for a good half for hour. Hours. It's it's just beautiful. And they just and the way they do it, their sense of humor is it's so much fun. But they don't really punch down on these people no. either. It's, it's, it's they're kind celebrating, of celebrating them. It. Yeah. yeah. Really and like is. if they really find someone for years, there's this this woman who just loved making stamp and foam art uh, with like sponges she's the best. and 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 colors and she was so excited and they you literally wouldn't go a show without them just highlighting this woman and her exuberance she showed for making sponge art and they ended the show tonight with like a little memorial to her she passed away and you could tell they honestly appreciated all the weird entertainment that she's given them for like 15 years yeah and uh, I think that's that's they're the true heroes, Chip. They they really are. Yeah, they are. I know Veterans Day is coming up, but you know, I think <laughs> I don't want to say that they're. I think they're the true heroes. We're we, we've been driving uh, back from Bethlehem to the Philly area, and there's a lot of cops out, Chip. We've, yeah, we've, a, a lot, lot of police action. Of, yeah, we saw an arrest at a gas yeah station gas station, and it wasn't Nick and Joe. They were well on their way to Boston, but um, yeah, I've noticed. Well, there's some road construction. I think yeah. some of the cops. But um, pretty, pretty. Oh my God! Well, look at this! Jesus Take Christ! A tree. Take a tree down oh in the middle God. of the night. Yeah, totally fun night. Um, yeah, go to Bethlehem, people. Go to the Steel Stacks area. It is. Uh, there's a lot going on, especially the holiday season coming up. They're gonna have like concerts and you know just good family fun. Or you know a lot of there's some good places to drink up there. I had two delicious beers tonight. Thank you for driving, Chip. Yep. I was able to just. I had four beers. Oh my god! You weren't watching. Chip! You weren't watching. No, <laughs> that'd be funny if you're just like, "Hey, I'm gonna go make a phone call," yeah. and then like I can still see you like thirty feet away at another bar, just, just like putting it back, like just downing as fast as you could, and, yeah. and just giving me a look like, "I know you see me. <laughs> I know you know." I wanted to end this talk to Chip. Thirty years ago, thirty years ago yesterday. Nirvana played oh, yeah. their last concert in Philadelphia. And I was lucky enough to go. I worked, it was my first job out of college and I worked with a good group of people. I met my wife. I met some of my lifelong friends. I introduced, I met a girl at work. I'm like, I have a friend from college you'll really like. Introduce them, they've been married for 30 years now. Really? It's great. So like that whole group of people, we all went and saw Pearl, I mean, uh, Nirvana together. Yeah. And it was, a great show. Kurt was a little out of it, but I just remember I was very drunk. Went to the New Deck Tavern before, uh -oh. had a few, and I just stood at the side of the stage, and it was packed. And I just remember watching Pat Smear on guitar the whole time, and 
he just smiled the entire time like this slightly demonic but mostly like just i don't know if i but now i've grown to realize that that's his thing he's just a smiler he he i i think he's a great guy everybody seems to say that he's just a wonderful guy uh really put me off when i first when he first joined nirvana and just that goofy little little smile smile. something something just it, it it angered me Jeff. yeah i think it's you know he's he's a bit older he was in the germs before mm-hmm. them and he was by 10 years older than the other guys in the band but no he's just a guy who just like that's his thing like i'm happy i'm playing guitar in a band yep. and it's so i just remember like watching him being like this guy's crazy he's so happy yeah um chip like have you like been to like an iconic show or something whether it's you know like not bragging, but I was at, you know, Nirvana's last Philly concert. Yeah. But I mean, was there something like epic in your mind that will always go like, that was one of the greatest concerts for this reason? Or, I mean, I'm trying to think of like groundbreaking ones. Like I've been to a lot of great concerts. I'm trying to think if there's something like concert number 14 of fish right. when they played, um, one song. No. Yeah. But no, I just mean something like I say this is like an epic moment because, you know, it was kind of. But like in your mind where you're like if someone I always find it hard when someone's like, what's the best concert you ever saw? Mm-hmm. And usually you're like, well, let me narrow it down. Do you have the ability to say like, oh, yeah, it was definitely blah, blah, blah. Oh, sure. Yes. OK. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, my number one of all time is I saw Weezer at the TLA in 2000 okay and it was because they only had the blue album pinkerton and then they were just playing some off of like the green album Uh uh-huh and that's perfect weezer for me i don't want to get in the debate of weezer old weezer uh and just so joyous and just everybody's crowd surfing everybody was crowd surfing one time there was one point where nobody was holding anybody up everyone was just everybody literally literally i don't know how that worked (laughs) but uh that was probably my 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 favorite of all time. How what, your, what is your number one? Did anyone else play with them that you uh, that you recall? Any it opener? was. I want to say it was the band Dynamite Hack. Oh, okay, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a. They kind of had like a like a rap song that they made it folky, and that was like the funny thing. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but Dynamite Hack, and I can't remember what rap song they did, but yeah, that was. Do there. you know the first concert Weezer ever played? They opened for Dog Star. The, the Keanu Reeves. The Keanu Reeves. Yes. No. Yeah. Wow. Pretty pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. I see. I'm one of those guys. I can't narrow down. I've seen so many shows and I had so many like, you know, like. I think it's also part of like going to see REM for me the first time, Madison Square Garden. I'm a junior in high school and I literally got all my friends to like. Let's go see this great band. And we all took the train up from Belmar. And it was like 15 of my most favorite people from different, like, kind of yeah. social groups where I'm like, you will like them. You are my hip friends. You are just my friend friends. But, and like, we all went up together in this mass. We took the train. We drank. We were like, party train up there we got to the show it was amazing people were throwing up people were dancing Mm -hmm. and it was an amazing concert it was at like it was at madison square garden but it was the felt forum the little concert venue underneath madison square garden oh i didn't realize there was yeah i did not know about that and it was just this like amazing confluence of everything that could have gone right for young jeffrey yeah like not only was the the girl i wanted to go went yeah. And like all my cool mellow buddies who really appreciated music were excited about it. 
couple people who were like, yeah, I'll just go anyway, behaved. Yeah, that's always important. You know, like some people just went up there just to raise hell. They're like, oh, we're taking a train ride to New York. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. It was like a perfect fall night. And I always think back like, yeah, I was a huge R.E.M. fan from the get go. But being able to be like, all right, I'm getting everybody to go. Here's how we're getting tickets. I'm going to go to Jack's Music and Red Bank. I will buy eight of them. I need someone else to help me buy more. And it was just like, so that's probably, yeah, REM, 1980-something in New York, um, train ride. So that's pretty good. But I, I had a very funny story about, um, I basically on social media today, I just said about the concert. And on Facebook, I'm like, who else was there out of my friends? And my friend, Jen Bortel, who I worked with in that group of people, she was a little bit older. And she just gave me like a wah, wah. She's like, yep. Peter and I were like, we should go. We should totally go. And we remembered, we're like, eh, you know what? It's it's kind of, we're tired and we'll see them the next time they come around. Uh, and this was the same couple, Chip. Wait till you hear this. Talk about regrets. They were in Australia. They went to a trip. They said it was great. And there was an area where you could hold a baby koala. Oh my God. And there was a line. So they're like, we're going to wait in line to hold the baby koala. Yeah. And the line got pretty long. It was taking a while. And then they found out Peter's like, oh, it's $5. And then he talked Jen out. He's like, listen, we should go sightsee some more. It's $5. And we got to wait in line a little bit more. And Jen's like, well, okay. And she said the moment they got back on the plane to go home, she's like, what the hell? I had the chance, Chip, to, to hold a baby, baby, to hold a baby koala. Uh. You will never get that chance again. No, no. Because you were a little, uh, we have to wait 10 more minutes and we're out five American dollars. I, I hate to tell, tell yeah. her this, but one time I held a baby koala at a Nirvana concert. Jesus, see, yeah. that's to her, that's every life regret mm. in one. Yeah. So that was my moment of joy. She responded to me. She's like, yeah, we thought about that. And I just literally responded to her. I go, another baby koala moment. I haven't heard, <laughs> yeah. haven't heard back. And then I had one of those moments where I'm like, Oh, I hope it was Jen who had the baby koala moment. Right, it was that could be awkward. It could be awkward if not. It could be like two other women I worked with that I yeah. just can't remember. Sure. But and then I, I definitely I ran to Kelly. My Kelly, Jen and Peter, baby koala, right? She's like hundred percent. Yeah. So I was like, yes. So that we're wrapping up tonight's podcast, guys. A little happy memory, guys, a little happy memory of uh concerts from years ago, whether it be a Nirvana concert, an REM concert, a Weezer concert. It just has to be from that genre. It does. Yeah, if it's a if it's a genre different than that, that's void. You then you're want to hear about no, it. really don't. And your memories are not as good they as ours. <laughs> Chip, this is like my neighbor. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. We're almost there. Thank you for driving tonight, Chip. Jeff, thanks for coming with me. Yeah, you. and uh, next next road trip, I will drive, All right. and then I'll let you um, just get really drunk off your off your keister. Raise some hell. <laughs>